we had a discussion about how the role of CTO is actually fundamentally changing, where we have to consider the fact that the tools we're using, processes we have in place are actually not in service anymore to this globalized workforce. From 7CTOs, my name is Etienne De Bruyne and you're in the CTO studio. One of the things I think why we're here in the workforce is that Everything we did the last two years has been reactionary. Oh, we need to bring everyone out of the office. Oh, we can bring everyone back to the office. Oh, we need to hire and outsource. Oh, we need to create relationships with people who have never met each other. It was all for reaction and not from intention. I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of startups and businesses that didn't go back to their original vision and think, how does this exist inside of this world? versus how do we make this work in this world? And so it just all became reactionary. And so part of the conversation today is how do we really be intentional in our roles, at CTOs, inside of the vision, in our relationships, inside of kind of an atmosphere that doesn't feel intentional, right? There's so much in the space of uncertainty and we don't know. So how do we create that and continue to thrive through that lens? The fact that it's reactionary is exactly the problem we're facing. And so one exercise we did in our conversation about this was, let's pretend there wasn't Zoom and there wasn't Slack. Of course, unthinkable because we have to communicate and talk. But what if the tools that we're just automatically relying on and and using as a way to react against in-person workforces What if those tools didn't exist? I think the mental exercise warrants some of our time to think about, well, what would we do in those situations? How would we be then be intentional about managing our global workforce, probably through emails, which may slow down communication. People will be more thoughtful. But that's why I think for us to have a discussion about how is the leadership component of the CTO changing? as we progress deeper and deeper into this pandemic. One thing before we get into that, that I think is really interesting and ironic that you asked, so what if we didn't have these things, then what would we do? Which is interesting asking that question to a community of technological people, because then they would say we would have just built an app that did that, which is more reactionary, maybe. So if we have to think about it outside of, if we couldn't just create another app, which that is always a possibility, and that's where some of our brilliance lies, But how would we have to think about this? If we don't get to just solve this with one thing, who do we have to be in the workplace? What does it take from our role? Adding those constraints, at least as a thought experiment, switches us from reaction mode to creative mode. It forces us to ask, why are we doing certain things? And then, of course, there are these forcing functions, which is remote global workforce, increasing cost, compensation, craziness. So what are you seeing about the CTO role changing right now and what's happening? It's an obvious answer for me. And then there's a more complex answer. The the obvious answer to me is the leadership question. That just has to, that just has to go through the roof. Showing up as leader, as people manager. Seven CTOs, the core function of a CTO is to be an implementer, an innovator, and an inspirer inspire up. And I think if implementation was, yes, we have to implement and yes, we have to innovate. The spotlight is on inspire because you have to manage people. You have to 
probably spend way more energy than you're used to on facilitating and brokering relationships and acknowledging and appreciating and providing coaching and providing feedback. I just think the first change to me is there's just a lot more words. Like you're using a lot more words. You're being a lot more intentional about keeping relationships under the magnifying glass. Are they intentional? Are they accomplishing our goals? The whole, I'm going to manage things through Slack and just keep an eye on what's rolling through Slack. That maybe could have worked in the first year of the pandemic, but I just don't think that's working at all anymore. For instance, if you are a CTO who's used to slacking with their C-suite, we're just going to chat, chat. And Oh, I, it's so funny for me, but have you ever spoken to someone who said, oh, I read a book and then you find out they actually listened to it on Audible, i.e. they didn't read the book, they listened to the book. Now, okay, there's no judgment. It's the same thing, who cares? But have you ever spoken with someone who said, oh, I had this conversation and then I said this and then they said that and then you come to find out that wasn't in person, that was over text or over Slack. And I think that what's being baked into our current leadership is that you can use these virtual tools to completely substitute for real interactions. So I see the role of CTO and then maybe everybody in leadership saying, hey, do you have time to jump on a quick phone call? I know we're having this conversation in Slack. Can we quickly set up a Zoom call to be a proponent of constantly checking in and building those relationships, I think is going to require a lot more of the energy that maybe the CTO is going to be resistant to. So to me, that's an obvious change that I see that is really important. I think the more nuanced one, which I can't put my finger on, is CTO, like it challenges that T. I feel like that capital T kind of goes maybe to a lowercase T and it's more about how are you showing up, facilitating, guiding? How do you have a pulse on the global trends? How are you taking in what you're seeing in the pandemic and being intentional about what this means, not only for your team, but for the viability of your company. And I think that one is a lot more tricky because that might have you thinking, I didn't sign up for that. What I'm saying is one, I think there's the mechanics of CTOing, which is let's be more intentional on working with people and inspiring them and checking in and, and not substituting technology tools for actual human interactions. But the second one I think is very difficult, which is there's something going on the planet that you can't ignore. How are you going to adjust for your technology, for your people, for your processes to accommodate for that? Yeah. And not even accommodate for it. Like, how are you going to adjust so that it's present and you're not stepping over it. There's all different kinds of leaders. There's some leaders that if something occurs as too big, but not necessary to talk about, they'll step over it. And then there's the other who's like, something's big enough, we have to talk about it. We, we saw a lot of people react powerfully to the situation at hand and get amazing things in the structure and in systems pretty quickly. Like we, very clear, humans have a really great ability to do what they need to do in a crisis and create something different. But so much of that comes from this place of I'm reacting to what's happening. The circumstances are guiding me to figure out what's next. And while it's amazing that we can do that, 
that's also one of the key things we've learned not to do in business is to have it be circumstantial, right? That's why everybody has missions and visions and cultural core values is we know that there's power in saying, here's who we are and here's where we're going. And so how do we bridge that gap in so much uncertainty? How do we ensure that we stay in an intentional conversation about our vision and what we're up to in the world in the face of something being changing every five minutes or us not really knowing where it's going? And I think that's where reaction becomes disempowered, right? Is when we just keep going with what's happening rather than looking at who am I being in this? Is my role different? And I feel such warmth when I imagine the CTO saying, hey, I'm noticing this change. I'm noticing these feelings. Let's talk about how things are changing. Let's notice together what are you seeing. And I I think if the CTO is advocating for those conversations with confidence and courage, I think that we can get to the next level of wherever the pandemic is taking us. And I think we can get there without knowing we're there. It's so much of the new normal C-suite conversation or team conversations. Oh, we're having this conversation. So as to get to this point or as to fix the thing or solve this thing. But as we've learned time and time again, we're not fixing things and solving things such that they've gone away or are eradicated. So I love what you said the language you use is let's have a conversation of noticing. How are you? What's going on for you? And not have that be, oh, so that we can react and figure out what we need to do. But just simply, let's not step over where we all are. Which again speaks so brilliantly to, we think that reacting is a wonderful trait of leadership inside of crises, inside of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. So there may be a short circuit to if I don't know the answers and I'm not leading with knowledge, I am a bad leader. And this to me is a fantastic example of how it shifts. Like I don't know what the answers are, but I am right there to have courage with you. We're going to be with it. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to have the answers, but that's okay. Can we lead our people through that? Yeah. And that is so much of what our last trimester was, right? Curiosity, relationship, being. Curiosity just for the simple essence of being curious, like just to be in conversation with someone. Relationship so that you can go to those depths of places and not have to figure something out or solve something. What does not stepping over look like? What stepping over, not stepping over something looks like? Pointing to it and speaking to it. Hey, we're three years in a pandemic. What are people present to? What do people need? That doesn't mean you suddenly are going to have the answer for how to be inside a pure tree of a pandemic. But let's not forget that people are going, how many people are in three years of having to homeschool their kids? How's that going? What's going on for you? It feels like maybe some people are in this conversation. Oh, we're three years in. We got it. How is that impacting? Are you thinking about how your role is changing because of what you're experiencing? I think stepping over, not stepping over something looks like being willing to bring it to the surface without having a clear idea of what to do once it's Mm. there. That's very good. Yeah, and I think by definition, stepping over is something that you can step over quite easily. I'm going to step over this because I'm just assuming that it's everyone's dealing with this Mm -hmm. versus saying, no, I do see this. Hey, does everyone else see this? Let's talk about that. Yeah. And I think that's, it's interesting when I think about future of work conversations, the temptation almost exists to say, dude, I can't have a future of work conversation because that conversation was two years ago. Or 
I can't have a conversation about remote employee culture or onboarding because that conversation was had two years ago. But not stepping over, meaning, hey, I need, hey, everybody, I need to have a conversation about onboarding new people into my company. What is everyone noticing? And I, I do think that is a, that does take courage from our CTO types to say, don't have that together. Mm-hmm. I think it also takes courage because I think, especially in the world of C-suites and startups and high-performing individuals, we typically have conversations about where we're headed and what we're producing. So as to dot, dot, dot. And it takes a lot of courage and even practice to say, just have a conversation about where we are, just simply to have a conversation about where we are. Just that. Not so as to figure out the future, not so as to figure out the solution, just to say, here's where we are. We've heard there's power in stillness. So what is the power in stillness that any CTO or leader could find right now by just being willing to have the conversation and acknowledge here's what's so. So when we get into our forums, we're going to spend some time together on some questions that are designed to help us not just step over what's been for the last two years. Yeah, and to have people be right where they are just to have a conversation about that and not to have a conversation of, so now what? (laughs) In terms of what there is to do or be, but really maybe just, and now what, being that, We've spoken about it. What's what do we get from this? Where what's the power in this stillness of where we are? So the questions will be something to think about. If you reflect on the last two years, what are the top events that gripped or shook you, both personal and global, and/or global? Uh, for each of these, list the emotions they elicit. How has this affected your day to day and how you show up? How has this affected your teams? And ultimately, perhaps if you get here, is what is it like to just have a conversation about where you are and not trying to get somewhere else?